0: welcome to the project fitness podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life however it's not easily obtained and anyone who says different is just plain wrong Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach, Chris Fudge, every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. This podcast is brought to you by the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach. Dr. Starette is a movement and mobility coach for players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, plus a doctor of physical therapy. Kelly has created a program called Virtual Mobility Coach. Every day, Virtual Mobility Coach gives you guided mobility videos. It walks you step-by-step step through Kelly's proven techniques to relieve pain, improve range of motion, and improve performance. Try it completely free for two weeks, and if you decide to continue, you can get 10% off for life using the promo code PROJECT10. Hurry up, because the code expires October 1st. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast 10-Minute How-Tos, and today in 10 minutes, I'm going to teach you how to reverse bad posture. We're going to learn bad posture, also known as a Dowinger's hump. What is a Dowinger's hump? Well, it's kind of like an outward curvature of the thoracic vertebrae of the upper back. Our back has segments of the cervical spine, the thoracic spine, the lumbar spine, and then the sacrum. So when we go from top to bottom, that's what we're talking about. So the hump happens in the thoracic area of the upper back. It appears kind of like a rounded Quasimodo setup. Many people refer to it as a hunchback. In addition to the bump on the base of the neck, the Dowinger's hump has a forward head posture where the head creates a forward translation on top of the neck. So your head is just jutted forward. You know what these bodies look like. It's almost like when someone enters the room, the first thing to enter the room is going to be their face rather than their chest. Don't get it confused with a hump on the upper back between the shoulder blades in an area where the body accumulates fat. So you can accumulate fat in the back of the neck between the shoulder blades. The medical term for this condition is called cervical fat pad. A cervical fat pad, it's also known as a buffalo hump. I don't name these things. I don't call them Dowinger. I don't call them buffalo. I don't know where these names come from specifically, but a buffalo hump is different. It's a buildup of fat between the shoulder blades, causes a hump in the back of the neck to form. People use uh, medications to treat things like HIV or Cushing's syndrome. You can also get a buildup of fat behind the shoulders. That's just one of the side effects of the medication. So we're not talking about the buffalo hump. We're talking about the dowager's hump. I was having a conversation with a client the other day, and this client had to undergo surgery. He had to go under surgery for his cervical spine. He had some pins put in there. And uh, this is a problem that he's had for, you know, decades. And finally he saw three different surgeons and they all said, yep, you gotta, you gotta have this surgery happen. So he gets the surgery and then we're talking on the phone and he says, um, you know, what do I do for my fitness for the next three weeks? So I went over with, you know, working in accordance with his physician and everyone else, the, these are the things that I would suggest to do to address his posture, address the healing protocol. And he seemed very like surprised that he had not been given some of this information before. And it was just very simple stuff. And then I said, okay, this is probably information that people need to hear about. So that's why we're doing the 10-minute how-to address bad posture. So the five things you're going to want to do here to reverse bad posture, the The first thing you want to do is you want to identify what causes it. What's the trigger? Why does somebody have bad posture? So look at your day-to-day life of when your body is in a bad postural position, and that's usually the triggers or the indicators. Now, for some people who are very tall, you might not be able to change too many things in your life because you're always looking down. But for most of us, it's when you've gone too many hours in the office. You know, you're the office athlete now. You're sitting in front of a screen all day long. Your commute to and from work is in a seated position. And where your head is forward and tilted, and you're looking at screens on your laptop, you're looking at screens on your phone, your chin is dominating the conversation, and, and that is why you're starting to develop this. So being in those positions, your body will just adapt to them. So this is called Wolf's Law, which is a theory developed by a German anatomist. They pretty much agreed that when a person stays in position long enough, which causes load to be placed on the body in poor posture, the bones will adapt to that shape and they'll stay that way permanently. That's how these humps come to be. So when you're looking at trying to identify triggers and causes in your life, and you're looking at these positions you're gonna be in, that could be causing it. So first off, figure out what are these positions? And then two, how could you adjust those positions? Adjust the positions so you're not in those positions as long. So an example would be you're at office. You're at the office, you got your laptop in front of you. You put your laptop down on a table, And you're looking down, diagonally downward. And so your head, if you're listening to this right now, just do this. What I want you to do with your head is I want you to kind of tuck your chin as if you're just looking a couple inches in front of you. I want you to reach your head forward as you do this. As you reach your head forward, you can feel the weight go in front of your body. If you just put your hands on the back of your neck, when you pull your head back, and then when you reach your head forward, you can feel the tension increase on that area of the back of the neck. So over time, the body says, I can't hold this much longer. So it's going to calcify the bones in those positions. It's going to harden them up. You're going to layer down tissue so it stays hard and stays in that position. So you've identified the triggers. Now you got to adjust to whatever you're doing so that you're not in that position. So instead, what you need to do is lift your chin up. Is If you're looking straight ahead and your head is actually balanced over your spine, so now you just need your laptop or whatever your work is to be at that height. I've dealt with clients over the years who have said things like, yeah, I'm waiting on this ergonomic assessment. I'm, you know, uh, the office work is going to get in this specialized desk for me in this chair. And I'm like, just lift your iPad, just lift your books, just lift your, whatever you're looking at, lift it. Well, how do I lift it? I'm like, lift it, put something underneath it, grab a couple of textbooks, put it underneath it and all sense up a little bit higher. Take your chair, lower the height of your chair. You don't need an ergonomic assessment to know that if your chin touches your chest for eight hours a day, you're going to have neck problems. Your eyes should be straightforward. So whatever you're looking at, put it at that height. Either lower the seat you're in or increase the height of the computer at your desk. Put something underneath it. You don't need a $5,000 desk that goes up and down. No, you don't. You just put something underneath it. Very simple. And much cheaper. The second thing you can do, and I've already kind of addressed it, is adjust how you sit. If you're sitting at work and your desk is not in the right position or the chair is not in the right position, just lower the height of the chair. And then that can have your eyes in the right spot. But the other thing you want to make sure to do is you don't want to amplify the curvature from the lower part of the back up to the upper part of the back by sitting with your pelvis tucked underneath you, kind of in this rounding, turtle shell-like position. When you go into that position there, the muscle in the front of the hip, so the hip flexors dominantly, they go into the shortened state. And over time, they kind of get jacked up and they stay in that place. The opposite on the low back gets lengthened. So you get this rounding low back position. Over time, Wolf's Law says you're going to get some adjustments there. So instead, what you want to do is whatever chair you're sitting on, you want to push your hips right to the back. So if you're listening to this now and you're sitting on a chair, push your hips as far back in the chair as you can make sure your legs are uncrossed and your legs are open. Your legs are open. So I call this ass back open for business. You put your behind as far back to the chair as possible and you open your legs. It's hard to tuck your pelvis when you feel the back of your hips against the chair. You don't necessarily need a super chair with lumbar support. You just push your hips backwards. Number four of these five, of how to address poor posture and reverse it, learn how to train the muscles of the back. Now you gotta understand there's more than one. There's not like the back muscle, but all the muscles of the back play a pretty big role in posture. And when you contract those muscles on a regular basis, they can hold you in a good postural position. If you don't have any muscle there, What tends to happen is the tissues get lax and they get lengthened. So when you're going to go to the gym and you're going to do any exercises for your posture, the front or your back in general, learn how to contract your back muscles. Your lats do something totally different than your rhomboids. Your trap muscles do something totally different than your lats. So knowing that the muscles have different actions, choose exercises to address those actions and maybe bias ones you need a little bit more work with. So I would always suggest the majority of people, uh, the office athletes, Learn how to contract your back muscles and your rhomboids through retraction and depression. So when you're doing any row and seated row exercise, do the full range of motion you have. So in some machines, when you pull your hands towards your abdomen, if you have a straight bar and the straight bar hits your abdomen, but you can actually retract an additional two to three inches, you're going to be better off using cables that allow that that arm to go into one position a little bit farther. And you may even wanna train individually. So one arm at a time, not both arms at the same time. The shoulder blade should be able to retract, which means it goes inwards towards the spine and then downwards. And hold that position for two, three, four seconds. The first thing I do when I start training someone and they've never exercised before, is we might be do three, four, five sets of seated rows like that with two to three count holds, just so they learn how to contract those muscles in the right positions. The fifth thing you want to do is when you're adding any movement in your day-to-day life, when you have the option, look up. Look up. This might sound very fundamental, but believe me, it's not. The next time you're outside, you're walking around, just look at people. Just be the creepy looker, have a gander, and notice that everybody looks down now. Nobody makes eye contact. Everyone's on their phones. They're looking down. So they're in this bad postural position anyway. So what you can do is is remove any distractions that have you looking down on the ground. And when you walk, your head is up. This is a small tip that I give to anyone who comes to see me for back pain is when we do walks or any movement in general, they look up. When you look up, you lengthen the muscles of the spine. You put them under tension and they can develop strength in that position rather than that forward head chin tuck position. So as simple as it is, look up when you walk. So my five things to reverse bad posture, number one, identify the triggers and the causes. Number two, adjust the height of whatever you're staring at at work. If you are the office athlete, if you're a gamer, if you watch too much TV, if you're on the iPhone the iPad or the Android, whatever it is, adjust the height so that your neck is in a neutral position. Your eyes are straightforward. You're not looking down. Number three, ask back, open for business. Four, learn how to train your back muscles properly. And number five, look up when you walk. That is 10 minute how to reverse bad posture. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, We will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.